Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Clayton Ferris. We are back, and we're kind of going through the press conference announcement that just happened. Of course, Donald Trump has declared a national emergency, and I'm really glad that we're able to talk on the phone with Errol Southers. He's the professor of practice in national and homeland security at, at USC. He's the director of Safe Commu- the Safe Communities Institute, director of homegrown violent extremism studies. He's also an ex-spy. Definitely one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had with another human being last time you were in the studio, Errol. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So what are your top line thoughts on this press conference? Well, what comes across, first of all, is that it was obviously an effort to correct some mistakes and misinformation that was put out in the last press conference. I was disappointed to hear that he let off with the border closures in Europe. And again, referring to this as somewhat of a um, a foreign disease. Uh, And also what was misleading was the fact that we had this, quote, early designation effort when, in fact, that's not what happened. Um, The good news is that there is a national emergency. According to the president, there will be $50 billion available to the states. What's kind of interesting is that he suggested that states activate their emergency operations centers, which I'm assuming they've all done. At least we've done that here. Hospitals activate their emergency operation plans. You can bet hospitals have already done that. But it was positive with regards to some of the details that should have been provided last time with regards to how the protocols are going to go and how much in the way of test kits are going to be available. Yeah, I mean, with with the test kits, I mean, this the president definitely said Google's on it. Google's going to save us. But also we've got these drive through test kits. How soon is something like that able to take effect? Well, that's a good point. I mean, one point four million um, test kits next week, and I heard uh, five million available in the next month. When you consider how many hundreds of million people live in the United States, um, seems woefully inadequate. And what was also disappointing was that the president said, with the five million coming up becoming available next month, he said, "I doubt we'll need that." Well, how, who knows that? This is a global pandemic. We are at the maximum of uncertainty because no one has ever lived through something like this. So I think it's best, as I've been telling my friends and relatives, you need to listen to somebody who has the acronym MD behind their name when they propose to give you projections and or suggestions about how this is going to play out. I did notice that he didn't really mention like the fallout. I know here in California, thousands of people have lost their jobs within the last day or two. And he didn't mention, like, what the government might be willing to help. Like, it doesn't seem like he knows how how this is hitting the communities that are actually affected. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that, although we do know that House Speaker Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin are still working on negotiations to legislative responses in that regard. But that's very important. I mean, let's face it, the majority of Americans in this country, if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. So they're going to do that with with all due respect to them um, practicing appropriate hygiene and protective measures. They're going to go to work. Right. And that needs to be addressed short term rather than long term. Now, when it comes to a national emergency, I think we should clear up what that exactly means, because I think a lot of people are going, wow, that seems serious. How does that change anything? Is it mainly funding? It's mainly funding, 
Um, it does give the, as he mentioned, the Health and Human Services Secretary the opportunity to waive certain provisions. Um, I, my understanding is that hospitals can extend uh, the number of beds they've got. The hospital stays can be extended. They can call an additional physician. So I'm assuming that the funding he's referring to actually facilitates that. Um, one of the things that I was concerned about was the notion that we're going to have testing available, but we don't want everybody getting a test. And I'm hoping that the chart that was held up by the woman who spoke after the president today with regards to uh, their testing chart, which I thought was very good, it was a flow chart, I would hope that these symptoms that would make someone concerned enough to take a test are delivered and disseminated with some degree of certainty so people don't have to guess. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you mentioned the border closures in Europe. As you know, somebody who knows a thing or two about homeland security, is this is this sufficient? I mean, it seems like a very strange to have it only be incoming people from mainland Europe and excluding the UK. Does it, Do you feel like that wasn't enough or was it too much of a freak out? What's your opinion on that? I, I think it was too much of a freak out. And then when they freaked out, they didn't think about other countries. I mean, let's face it, Tom Hanks and his wife are in Australia and that hasn't been mentioned. Um you know, who's to say that a, a, um, a person who is a United States citizen uh, is not going to come back? Fortunately, they'll be quarantined for 14 days, but that's going to help. We have to stop thinking of this as a foreign disease. Yeah. We're past that point. It's a global pandemic. It's here. We need to deal with it. We need to do the appropriate things and understand that we can address this. We can slow the spread. And that's what we're trying to do now. That's the whole notion of social distancing and things like that. We are trying to slow the spread. Um, but what have to, whenever we hear things, whenever I hear things like foreign virus, that fuels certain microaggressions about things uh, regarding racism and bigotry. And, and in some cases, it's not been microaggressions. There's been overt acts of bigotry and racism with regards to this virus and the outbreak in the last several weeks. Absolutely. And it's just going to increase if, if you keep calling it that. People are going to you know, lean into that side of it, which is just going to make things even more heightened and worse. But um, why, why does absolutely. this why does this feel like different than, say, the the swine flu or something? It feels a little bit heightened and a, a little bit more alert. Is it the social media aspect that everything's getting shared and we're seeing it happen in real time? Can you speak on that? I, I, I think that's part of it. I do think the fact that the information and the notion that it's happening around the world um, and being shared by social media is an element. However, I think something else that's different, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking with any accuracy in terms of numbers right now, but I, I'm guessing that perhaps the fatality rate here is greater than those other instances. Um, again, we deal in a world of otherism, and when those kinds of outbreaks have occurred in the past and they weren't necessarily here in the United States, it's always some other person or other country's problem. Well, it's here now. And, and I think that's the urgency that has been attached to this going on. But what it speaks to, with all due respect, is and something that needs to be talked about is America's domestic health infrastructure. You know, we're behind on testing. We're behind on supplies. We, hospitals are going to exceed surge capacity. Those are the things that should 
be expressed in these kinds of press conferences to allay the fears and concerns of the American public. Yeah, I definitely don't feel safer after listening to any of that. Errol Southers, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I know you have to go. And uh, everyone check out Spy Games on Bravo. You just had your finale. <laughs> and uh, er- Errol's a-, a judge on that show, and it's it's very interesting. And we'll we'll have to have you back in studio when it's safe to do so. Thank you. I'd be happy to be there and happy to join you.